Welcome into the Southside podcast. It is called Aptly Southside Pod. My name is Chris Lanuti. Bill at the other end of the bar. Acoustic Mike with the guitar ready to rock for 30 minutes of good, which is for Southsiders and by Southsiders. And today we are in Midlothian searching for the best taco on the South Side. Will they have it at Los Sarapes? We're headed to Grinders Training Academy on the Evergreen Park, Mount Greenwood border, where it's not about the money, it's about the kids and trying to get them playing sports at a higher level. That and so much more, Bill, I think we're actually going to head out as well to Flossmoor and try some beer. Uh, here they got some good stuff out there. It should be a good time. So much going on this week. You know, the snow is going away. I kind of want to ask you a question, though, about your job when it comes to the snow. But uh, I've got a good story to kind of kick things off with today. I'm in a bowling league. Hey. And I'm not giving away the location of the bowling league because the bowling alley is like a bowling speakeasy in the time of COVID. Oh, like you like walk underground in, bowling. Yeah, it's nice. like underground bowling. They, like, they slide a little thing on the door and ask for the password. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Like, you have no idea that the bowling alley is even open, I think, as you approach the place. And then you go into the place, and it's just, you know, it's it's as if COVID didn't happen. Like, it's just like every like lane is being used. Flappers sitting on pianos, right? There's flappers. Yeah, the bar is open. Uh, yeah, right. Like, yeah. Like, at the very beginning of the night, the staff's wearing a mask. At the end of the night, they're not. Right. And like, well, no, what's yeah. a mask? Yeah, well, they're it, not it, even it, spraying the shoes at right. the end of the night. And, and nobody else is really doing anything, and we're just like, so anyway, so... So I'm playing in this bowling league, and uh, they have this thing where during the league, in every game, like you have three games against whatever team that you're playing, you have your series that you're playing. I'm not a big bowler, but, uh, you know, and in case you're not, I'm just trying to explain it. So during game one, everybody puts in, you know, a buck. Sure. And then they pull one name, like at random, and everybody stops bowling, and whatever the pot is, the guy tries to roll for a strike in the middle of the game that he's in. So it counts. Oh, okay. okay. So it's, it's, part it's of in game. a frame. Right. So if he screws up because of the pressure, it really hurts his game, oh, right? And nice. everybody yells at him while he tries to do it. Like, okay. you just mock him. So, oh, like, yeah, I watch this guy. Yeah, I watch this guy. He gets pulled in the first game and he runs up and he drops it right into the gutter while oh, they're all no. calling him names and saying nasty <laughs> things about his mother. They're just like, yeah, they're right. all over him, right? So, so now I'm like, oh, I feel bad for that guy. So now in the second game, this other guy comes up and he like just takes out like three on the end. And he's Does that a, pot roll over? And the pot keeps rolling. Nice. Pot keeps rolling. Nice. Third one comes up. Now, before the third one comes up, I'm in the bathroom and I see the guy who dropped it right into the gutter. <laughs> and he's got this disgusted look on his face. Like this has been bothering him Wait, all freaking He was just stewing night. in the bathroom over this from like an hour ago? No, I think he went in there, but it was still on his mind. Because I he, like he just had his head down. Wow. Like, he just noticed it was bothering That's him. Serious. That like a, I mean he's a grown man too. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're a grown man and it still bothers you that people <laughs> mocked you. Playing sad songs on <laughs> <in> the jukebox. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I see E7 him. again. <laughs> all by myself. That was probably on at the time. So, so anyway. I walk up to him and I go, you know, he's, he's washing his hands and, you know, first I pull my pants up. Then I walk over to him and I wash my hands <laughs> and I'm like, have to say that. and I go, Hey man, I'm like, uh, uh, that was rough there. And that trying to hit that strike, he goes, Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I just dropped it right into the gutter. And I'm like, look, everybody's yelling at you. They're calling your mother names. I mean, yeah. like what, what do you expect? Like right. I couldn't hit that shot. Give him a little bathroom pep talk. Yeah, there's no way I couldn't hit that shot. Nobody get that shot when people are yelling. Yeah, right. Everybody gutters. Everybody sucks at this. Yeah. Okay, don't worry about it. He's like, ah, you think so? I'm like, man, you that could be a million-dollar pot. I would never hit that shot. I go back. He's on the lane right next to me in the game going on Feeling right next to me. Feeling good now. Feeling you good because I told little, him that. Right, right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, about to come up the lane four, Chris Lanuti. You got called. I get called. And I come up to the line, and this is what it sounded And I nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> Did you look right at the guy who's flipping the double bird? <laughs> You felt good for about five minutes there. That one was for your mother. <laughs> no, I felt terrible. Like, first, like, I win 200 bucks. I'm slapping high fives, and I see this guy standing over there, and instantly I'm like, oh, I told him nobody could hit it, especially not me, and then he watched me hit it. You better call him, see if he's okay. <laughs> I was still thinking about he's this. He's probably over at the bowling alley. That's true. All by myself. Sir, you, sir, you have to leave. Recently moving into Evergreen Park, right around 100, actually I think the address is exactly 10200 on Kedzie Avenue is now Grinders Training Academy. It's Grinders with a Z. And I'm sitting here right now with Dave and Matt, the owners. And uh, guys, I appreciate you uh, sitting down with me for a second. Thanks very much for coming by. So tell me a little bit about this place. Now, I you know, I had a daughter that played for a long time for the Evergreen Park Girls Softball League. And, you know, her name's on one of those those plaques, uh, plaques yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. She, she won, I think, the 11-year-old or 12-year-old okay. or something, nice. like, state nice. championship. So, so she, you know, she was into it. But, like, when it came time for me to look for something for her to do in the offseason and train, like, I was at, like, Bull Sox Academy. So it looks like, to me, you guys have kind of sat there and said, we could do that, and we could probably do that a lot better and a lot more personal. Is that is that the best way to kind of sum up what you're doing here? I think that's a good example of it. I think we do it on a little less budget, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we're just trying to kind of make something not only for the surrounding area here in the neighborhood, but something that appeals to uh, kids that are working out who are on teams that are part of organized sports, but also we really uh, like to have a home for the kids who don't necessarily have that, and they just want to learn how to work out. They want to learn how to get involved with things, and sometimes that can be, you know, that can be a challenge. You know, if you're a kid walking into a gym situation or a team situation, you're kind of intimidated. We cater to both, you know, the hardcore kid who's in here busting his butt and then some other kids that are just coming and learning how to work out and how to run around and stay active. What sports does this work best for? Is it all sports? I mean, what, uh, yeah, what, what do you recommend yeah, to people that are like just, looking for uh, a place to work out? Well, I mean, you're just all sports, actually. It's, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't see any, I don't see any ice, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean a hockey player. And I keep saying needs to bulk up and get quicker. Well, so, right. so our coach, Rob, has a weight class that he gives on uh, strength and conditioning class on Wednesdays and fr- uh, Saturdays that he can use and come by. Uh, we're all getting certified as personal trainers as well. So weightlifting, core class, speed and agility is kind of across the board. Uh, and I'll be all for all sports. You know, as far as our personal training, we're more geared toward baseball and softball. So you want to rent a cage, you can come in, take a couple hits, and team rental as well. A team can come and rent our facility for $125 for two hours and kind of have the run of the place, you know. So we're affordable, we're in the neighborhood, come check us out. So the idea, did you have it before the pandemic or was it like a response to the, to, to the fact that kids didn't have really anywhere to go when, it, when the pandemic kicked off? Kind of give me an idea or a timeline. I would say uh, there was plans in the works about it, and then Matt actually built out the place next door. And uh, it's we're driving. We drive a lot for our daughters. Bodome, Highland, Indiana, 
And when he came up with the opportunity to kind of, uh, he approached me about it, it made sense, we're here. Pandemic does have something to do with it, you know what I mean? Kids wanna get out the house, parents wanna get out the house, and we're just providing a good opportunity and a safe place for kids to come. That's awesome, I, I think it's really cool. So how, how big we here? I see the weight room around the corner yeah, here, I see about, the workout room. We're about 3,000 square feet. Uh, overall, and uh, you know, we're able to utilize the place and move it around. The nets are retractable. There's a smaller room in the back for more focused training on a one-on-one -on -one basis. We also are doing pitching and hitting lessons. We're allowing other coaches to come in here that they can train clients that they have as well if they want to rent the space. But um, I think you know the idea spawned from I think we both feel pretty strongly about our kids being involved in you know at high level, right? If and not everybody feels that way. And it doesn't have to, but there's still a place for a kid to come in again. I, re I can't reiterate enough uh, for a kid to learn how to work out, to learn how to do these things, to have the confidence to do it. You know what I mean? Kids do better when they got this stuff going in their lives, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I just, I've seen it in my children. And to be able to have that space here that's close to home, that's, we can't charge any less than keep the doors open. It's right. Not, this isn't getting anything we're trying to make money at because we're not going to. This is a place for some people to come, their families to come, their kids are safe, we're security conscious, we're COVID conscious. Those things were all in, in the plan when we did this. And we're just kind of learning as we go with a lot of the stuff that we do, but we're both very pretty passionate about it. And uh, I think that counts for something, you know. What's your ideal age range for coming in here? You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, if you get some guy who shows up and you're like, my kid's in T-ball and he needs to get better, you're like, you're a little early. Like, I, like I, I, but I don't know, maybe you're like, nope, you're not a little early. So, like, what's your ideal range here for a kid say, to come uh, in? I would say 8 to 18. Okay. Um, I think as but a, it's older than T-ball. Yeah. I'm not yeah. bringing my 5-year-old in here. But there's also, uh, <laughs> we've had a couple 6-year-olds yeah, or a couple 7-year-olds. We've had some younger kids come in that have gone into our speed and agility class. Uh, one of our coaches, Coach Carey, grew up here in, uh, in EP. Uh, she's gone to the high school. She's gone through the system. Uh, she works for the CPS now. And she works with a lot of the younger kids, and it's been a really good fit. You know, a lot of kids that are 6 to 9, 6 to 10, that enjoy just getting out, running around, doing some stuff. And it, it, there's some structure to it, so it's worked out real well. That's awesome. So if somebody wants to find out more, sign up, what's the what's the details? How do, how do we uh, become a part of Grinders if, uh, if I'm listening to this right now? Uh, we have a website, www.grindersacademy.com www i like how you put the www in front of it yeah, like it was still 1995 yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, i'll look that up on my next we do appointments by appointee the appointee app and you can get to it through the website or you can just go directly to the so they don't if somebody wants to sign up they don't even have to get on the phone with you guys they can just sit there and go on the website for, figure out what you have and sign into an appointment and just show up and check the place out also on facebook and on uh, instagram we got videos of classes uh of different things that we're doing, um, all different ways to use the rooms. So it's, it's you know, I think people can get a lot out of it, and we've had a good response thus far. So Well, guys, good luck. I'm going to tell you, it looks cool. You got you got a couple of nice rooms in here built in. You got you could tell that you're you're a little you're a little newer, but you got a lot of really cool stuff. And uh, oh yeah, look at the gym here now as we're walking through here. This is very nice. I never had this when I was a kid, so I'm gonna I'm gonna want to wrap this up. Then you guys are gonna show me around. But thanks again, guys, for for having me in and uh, showing me grinders. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher. Pitcher of beer should come over here.
Sorry, you're a Southside hillbilly. You're a Southside hillbilly. You, you see could, this you, thing on top of the you're can? Sit, you're sitting at an oak it bar. It puts a hole right. in the can. That's for you to drink out of. You're sitting at an oak bar that I built down here. It's really nice. We've got bar stools. We've got bar lights. I've got maybe about 1,500 pint glasses because every time that it's my birthday, Christmas, or somebody just has extra pint glasses, they bring them by here and they give them to me as a gift. And you just want to drink out of the can. I don't understand the problem. Like, it bothers you to put the, the beer inside. It doesn't inside bother it. me. It just takes longer, and it gets warmer. And this nice aluminum It can gets warmer? Really? You're drinking that glass. slow. Let's be honest, Bill. <laughs> Let's be honest, you okay? You have a point. <laughs> this is the second one you've clicked open. We're about five minutes into a 30-minute podcast. But, I mean, you're right. It would have gotten so warm during that during that time. I would have messed up your glass. You would have to use water to clean it. I'm actually drinking green right now, so... You want to kill the planet? You're, That's you're, fine. you're lowering your I'm carbon like, footprint? Is yeah, that what you're trying right. to tell me? And increasing my carbs at the same time. <laughs> I'm Captain Planet of the beer drinking world. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I get doing it when you're out at a park. That's fine. I understand. Like you're playing, you're playing softball. You're, you're yeah. drinking it. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're hanging out with friends. Well, if fine. you're inside, you need to drink out of a glass. I mean, if there's a glass available, why if not? If it was like a nice beer, maybe, but it's Miller Lite. But even Miller Lite, like the, here, I, I'm going to drop some beer science on here. Here it comes. Here we go. Beer science. They put beer more science. <laughs> Sorry, I felt like it needed like a like a Jimmy Fallon kind of like. Where's the roots? You need the roots down here. Right, go ahead. They put more Every carbonation. Time you say that, by the way. <laughs> you have to do that now. Okay, okay. They put more carbonation into the can, and even into the bottle, but even more into the can to keep it fresh. So if you don't pour that beer and cause bubbles. To, so the carbonation gets out, you're just making yourself more bloated. That's why you're more bloated when you drink straight from the can. Beer science. Beer science? See? I mean, I like, that's that. what it is. I mean, I'm just trying to help you. Like, if you, you were don't less, want me to be bloated. If you were less bloated, you could fit more beers into your stomach, and you wouldn't feel so full. So I could do, like, 40 instead of 30? Beer science. <laughs> Beer science? <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. Along the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail, there is an interesting stop, one of which that I think is very different from any of the other spots that are there. Uh, we are at Flossmore Station Brewing Company, and I have Ryan Chaya. We're hanging, there are so many different places to hang out, but we're hanging out inside of a caboose. First, first, tell everybody what this setup is, because it's like a mini bar in the middle of your patio, away from like the main part of the uh, of the restaurant. Yeah, we renovated this old caboose that we had into first a uh, ice cream parlor, and then now a uh, beer tap. Beer parlor. Beer parlor. It's beer a beer parlor. parlor. It's a beer yeah, parlor. Yes, exactly. I like that. That's a good yeah. use of, of the. <laughs> I like this use better than ice cream. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, for it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely better. I'll give you that. And how long have you been the head brewer guy here? Uh, I've been. Uh, the Hepper for three, and I've been here for five. Okay. Total. All right. So tell me what I'm drinking right now because it's pretty good. I, this is I, we've been talking about this now for the last six months. This is the new craze, uh, the New England hazy IPA. It it's everybody's got one. Some people have four different versions. Oh, I, know, yeah. I was at one of your uh, your partners on the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail. It was an open outcry just this oh, week, yeah, right. and they tried one with dry hops. Yeah. And I talked to Will Turner over there, the brewer there, and I said, I don't know, I like the one without the dry hops. He's like, I like the one that. I think we went too far. He told me, go back to <laughs> go back to the originals. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's yeah. like this is an experiment right now. Everybody's trying this kind. Yeah, right? I mean, it's. Uh... When it first came out a little over a year ago, I didn't think it was going to last at all. I was like, there's no way a hazy beer is going to, you know, 
stay on on the trend and be a huge market success and then here I am looking like an idiot a year and a half later. Like, <laughs> Were you real resistant to making one here? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. I, I did not want to brew one because I was like, this is not a West Coast IPA. It's not clear. There's, you know, it just doesn't look finished. Look, people are going to be so against it. And then it's like, if I don't have one, I'm going to fall so far behind. It's ridiculous. Just so. a year ago, I was out in Boston. And this is what I, all I was drinking. And I came back here and there weren't a lot of them. And now they're everywhere yeah, this summer. It's crazy. I know, yeah. I mean, it's, is it hard to make? Like, no, is, not is at a brewer, all. Is it, I mean, is there any? What's the technique? Just kind of fill people in on it because this is a new beer, I think, for a lot of people in this area. Yeah, that they're they're starting to have for the first time are these hazy yeah. IPAs. So, I mean, definitely, uh, it's a it's a lighter body. I would say, kind of like it's an entry IPA beer, just because it's not overly bitter. Um, and as far as ours, we use wheat. Uh, oats and uh, regular barley, and it gives it all the wheat and the oats give it a nice hazy characteristic to it, as well as the yeast that we use. It uh, keeps all of that uh, protein and everything in suspension. So, um, no different than any other beer making wise, but definitely full of flavor and uh, not bitter at all. So, any entry level person's IPA to go to for sure. Lossmore Station Brewing Company. They're on the Dixie Highway Trail. I don't have it in front of me. Can you recite your address and location, possibly? Yeah, it's uh, 1035 uh, Sterling Avenue in Flossmore, Illinois. And it's got great parking. The whole thing, it's like this little old town. Yeah, yeah. Walk. Like, you pull in, and it's like I'm, like, in a small town all of a sudden. Oh, it's like yeah, this hidden no, little yeah. thing. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. No problem. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher It's March on the South Side. I know you heard it on a previous South Side pod. There is no South Side Irish parade, but man, the snow disappearing and baseball on my TV, you know, like once a week, whenever they can get around actually airing a game, is making me feel good. But Bill, right before this big thaw out, there was a ton of snow. And I, I, I got to ask you this. I mean, unless, unless, I you can't, unless you can't talk about it. Oh, no. But you've already mentioned on the show before that you're a fireman. Okay. And you drive... Do you drive an engine or you drive the hook and ladder? I drive, drive, the big I, drive truck? In, I drive an engine. All right. So in the snow, yeah. What's that like? It's terrible. I mean, you got <laughs> you know, the ruts. I mean, and and some Is of the got four wheel drive on it. I mean, no. Does the fire truck no, have four-wheel no, drive? it's just heavy, so it kind of does. So what you're basically telling me is that my SUV has better control than the fire truck. Absolutely. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's amazing Absolutely. to me. So now you come. So you you go riding around a thing like. I mean, you're trying to get there in a hurry. Is it like one of those things where you're just basically like, I yeah, can only go, I can only go so fast. True. Like you just got to tell yourself in your brain, like, I can only go so fast. Like, I can see the fire up ahead, but if I go any faster, we're not making it cars along the way. You just kind of, <laughs> you don't feel them sometimes because you're in such a big engine. So it's like out of Blues Brothers or something. Right, you're right. Take a few mirrors off, whatever you got to do to get to the fire, right? Like Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> when the axle's just hanging off the back of the truck and they're just just running over Sliding cars. around corners. Kind of like, like that is what Tokyo it's like. Tokyo Drift. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever sit there every once in a while and go, man, it's way too cold. How the hell did this fire start? Like, like that would be my thing. Like, well, just like usually in the rain. because it was so cold, they started a fire in their house. Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't. I mean, well, we just want to start a fire. Do you have a fireplace? 
No. And by fire, I don't mean they put a campfire there, but it's usually, you know, um, fireplaces or space heaters more specifically. Or they put like logs inside of their oven. I've seen that in the bathtub, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you feel bad, but you don't feel 100% bad. <laughs> like, it's like you're like, man, it's a real shame you lost your house. How did that happen? Hey, I feel bad. <laughs> we were cold. But I'm not a hundred for, like, I don't a hundred percent feel like you were an innocent victim in this. Like, at some point, you made a poor decision. Feel bad for the kids. You, yes. you're an idiot. Yes. Feel bad for the kids. And the That's dog. And the dog. And the dog. <laughs> the dog is looking at me dog. like, can you believe these mothers? Can you I mean, believe I just kept barking like, what are you doing? Right. But they don't speak right. dog. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> That's where most firehouse dogs come from. It's, it's absolutely... <laughs> So here on Southside Pod, we are on the search for all kinds of things. We look for the biggest breweries. We look for the best place to sit down and eat. And right now, we're actually looking for the best taco on the South Side. And so I figured, kill two birds, one stone. Let's sit down at a restaurant that not only makes incredible food in Midlothian, but also has a really interesting selection for the taco contest. So we're sitting down right now with Tony and Sandra. And we're at Los Serapes, just off of Pulaski on 147th Street. And you guys brought out way too much food, and my diet is is over. First of all, before we get into the food, which is amazing and, and really, really good, very authentic, uh, why don't you, one of you guys tell me a little bit about how you got started? How long have you been here? Uh, so we've been here for seven years. The way we got started was my both my mom and my dad, they would go to parties and events, and then they would make tacos. So they would take a taco cart, and you know people would just come up to them and order whatever tacos they wanted. Um, so then from there, my brother Tony, he started you know like tagging along with them and kind of watching how you know they would do things, and they've been doing it for years. Um, so then him and my other two brothers, they got the idea to open the restaurant. You know, So they started looking for a place, and they found a place, came up with the name, and now we're here seven years later. Yeah, pretty cool how... Uh, how quick that happens too yeah. right because i mean in the idea phase you're like i don't even know if this is going to work and yeah. it's the complication of like starting a business but now seven years in you probably feel pretty pretty happy with where you're at right now and, and excited about what you're able and you know what you do right when you started you only you only understood how to make the tacos you didn't even know how to like make a burrito and now look at this i mean because you've got let's look at one of these the only way that I find out to how to wrap a burrito is watching videos on YouTube. The same day that I open. YouTube videos to figure out how to make a burrito. That's amazing. Yeah. You brought on a couple of, let's talk before we get to the, the obvious thing, the taco. Let's talk about some of the food that we have out here. You brought something, you brought two different dishes. They're similar in terms of the fact they both have a steak on there, but they have a little bit different sides. One of them has a cheese enchilada. Tell me a little bit about these dishes and what you brought out, because they're spectacular. And um, uh, my wife is going to be very jealous she didn't get to eat any of it. So, so uh, uh, tell me a little bit about it. Like This one is like a skirt steak. We said with a grilled cactus and a cheese enchilada. Yeah. So it's like a kind of like, like, combination with the authentic Mexican food. Especially with the cactus. Uh, even we have this a fresh salad. Right. Salad guacamole. But I mean, you you put it you put like not only do you have the guac on there, you put it on a cactus leaf. I mean, like the the presentation of it, it this is really authentic food. Yeah. And then also the way you prepared it, that's got to be some kind of trick that I I love. You you kind of 
crisscrossed, like a cut on it, the way that you kind of prepared yeah. it, which almost makes it similar like when I'm like doing like a slow cook, like in a smoker, yeah. where I'm trying to get the meat to fall apart as I'm eating it. And that, right. that is a really interesting way how you did that. Tell me a little bit about like what, if somebody came into your place and they wanted something and I, I'm kind of motioning over to this amazing soup and you wanted to give them something unique. Would this right here be that I have in front of me? It's, it's an incredible soup that you have sitting here. It looks like it's got bacon and beef in it. And, and we've got beans. And there there's uh, a lot of cilantro in it. And what's really interesting is you got cilantro, onion, radishes. Uh, you, you have uh, avocado in here. But the way that you put everything is you put it off to the side of the soup. So if you want more of something, you dump it into the yeah. soup. Yeah. But what is this soup? Tell me a little bit about uh, it. The meat, the, the product we call a carne en su jugo. This is a very, very authentic from Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Jalisco. This is okay. very popular. It's okay. Very popular, so. so this is a this is an authentic dish that you would get in Guadalajara. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Very popular. Yeah. From Guadalajara. I've never been to Guadalajara, so, but <laughs> I, I know what to order now if I show up, and I get the feeling it would taste exactly the same. That's what you want to eat. It's it's a process. Um, uh -huh. You know, you have to cook everything separately. So you know, the beans go. So separate. you're doing everything separately, separately. Like, then you're putting it into a soup. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like from there. There's like uh, three different cooks. So first the bacon, the grilled onions, and then the meat, and then you have to take them out only just the meat. And after that you put everything on the pot. Right. With the, with the salsa. Well, the let, salsa. let's talk about the tacos, because <laughs> you brought them out. You got the standard taco. I was laughing with your sister earlier about this. I was uh, <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, uh, so I, I'm going to get the, the good stuff, right? Because <laughs> because we I, I think, unfortunately, here in Chicago, and I know that when I was... Uh, living in Southern California, it was much easier for me to find authentic Mexican food. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, there is there are spots in Chicago, and that's one of the reasons why we stopped by here on the South Side. You've got actually a really good selection, but you got to know where to go. Right. Okay, yeah. and so Los Arapes, yeah, you got your basic taco with the lettuce and the tomato and the cheese on it. I took one <laughs> bite out of that to make you feel good, all right? Because <laughs> you made it, and I felt bad. But the ones that I'm chowing down on are these other two that are sitting in front of me. So tell me about each one of these right here. Okay, so this one that you have right here, this is the marinated pork, which is, you know, marinated pork. He prepares it with a special sauce that they make. Um, and then we cook it on the grill, mix it. Uh, you throw it in with pineapples and, you know, top it off with cilantro and onion, which would be, you know. And that pineapple taste is not overpowering. Right. You, you, know, get, it, you get a hint of the pineapple, but it's, it's good. Yeah, you know, like, you want to keep it subtle. You know, you want to taste it, but you also want to taste, like, the spice. This one that you have on this side, this is our. Or sarape tacos, you know, the same that. So this is this um, is the one to get when you walk in yep, the place, right? Yeah. I was going to ask you like, which one is the one? This is the, That's I, the one. If you, it's so funny. In a podcast, you guys can't actually see it. Mm -hmm. I have the one where I took the one bite out of it. Right. Then I kind of had a few out of this one. And I liked it, but I was like, well, I got to get over to the one that they make for sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I just chowed down on the entire thing. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it, like. I, you got avocado on it. Mm -hmm. You've got cilantro on it. But tell me what's in this meat because I, I can tell this isn't just basic so ground beef. In it's it. funny that you say that because earlier you had mentioned to me steak and chorizo mixed together. You well, know, so real, it was funny to me. Well on it. Yeah. So oh, in my okay. head, I was like, oh, that's perfect because I knew. We yeah, because I can see you got a little bit of onion, but yep. it's not like raw onion. It's sautéed into the meat. Yeah. So going. what we do is uh, we cook the steak and the chorizo together, mixed with sautéed onion, so you know you get that taste. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the onion it's gives great. it that flavor. Yeah. Thank you. So then we also top it off with cilantro and avocado. You know. Kind of just like as our signature topping for that taco. 
So this is the, uh, the Serape taco. Yep, that's so, a Serape taco. I, I, I love it, and uh, I would think well, this will be your entry into our taco competition. <laughs> I think it's got a, it's got it's got legs, that's for sure. Uh, besides this taco, besides some of the things that we talked about, let's say that somebody listening to this says that they want to come and find you here on 147th, just to the east of Pulaski, all right, in Midlothian. If somebody wanted to come out here, check the place out, Give me the rundown of when you're open and what should they make sure that they order when they walk in the door. Like, get, you look at the menu, you might see something, you're like, oh, I'll probably like that, but don't leave without trying what? Taco Sarape. Taco Sarape. Taco it's unique. Yeah. It's, it has that strong flavor, you know, just like you want to keep eating it. Yeah, so definitely a Taco Sarape. Uh, open seven days a week, or what's your hours? Yeah, we're open yes. seven days a week, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. All right, you're, but you're getting out of there before the crazy drunk crowd shows up. <laughs> at the party, right? Good for Sometimes. you. Good for you. Those people are animals. All they want is burritos with sour cream yep. stuffed inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, Tony and Sandra, thank you so much for joining me. Los Serapes, they're on 147th. They are just east of Pulaski. It's the easy way to find them in Midlothian. A really nice little place. Very clean. Uh, family. Family owned and, and operated. And you can tell because you can tell when you eat the food when it's family owned and operated. I, I told you that before you said that. You can tell in the food when there's a family that actually cares about the food and puts the food together. And you can tell. Thanks so much for having thank me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed it. Imagine one day out of nowhere you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name. Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle locally or at a long distance at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. If you are new to Southside Pod, thank you. Make sure you are subscribed. Whatever player you're using probably has a subscribe button. Even if you're on the website, southsidepod.com, there are ways to subscribe. Pick the drop-down menu if you're using your phone. Otherwise, on the desktop, it's really obvious. We're everywhere, like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. You name it, we're there. Tell Alexa, play Southside Pod. But subscribing is the best way to not miss an episode. If you've missed any episodes, if you're new and you want to check out previous episodes, we hit the breweries, we go to the restaurants, we hang out with the local businesses, we talk to the people. And lately we've done a lot of stuff for kids, which I didn't intend to do originally, but we went to a music school that's doing rock band class in a previous episode. You heard Grinders today. A couple episodes ago, we sat down and talked with a brand new football team that's part of a league that covers a big part of the South side that's going to be playing this spring. That was a need because of the pandemic sure. now, because oh, yeah. you got it. You got to have the football. The South know? side does like youth football, like, like Texas does. Like it is like, 
You got to do it. Is it like, it's not exactly It's Texas. not, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. It's I huge. know what you're saying. It's big. It's big. You know? It's big. I mean. And I, it's weird because it's a city, but usually that only happens in rural areas. It's either down south, like in southern Illinois. You know, Friday night, you can't, they close everything, stores down so they can go to the big game that has like seven high schools and one high school just to like go to the game, right? Oh, I, I remember when I would go out and visit my wife along the Ohio River. Yeah. And the, the you'd have the Ohio side, the West Virginia side, and as you went up the road, you could look from one end of the river to the other one, and every time you went by a town, there was a stadium. Yeah. Not, no, not a football field. Not, and I'm not a talking stadium. about, like, rises. I'm talking about a concrete, right. two-level, ticket gates, looks like a Big miniature money. soldier field. And those movies aren't lying. Like, the coach in goes the middle of a mill hey, town. coach, hey, coach. Right, like, in the middle of a mill town. Right. Like, everybody goes and works in the coal mine, and then they go to the stadium. Yeah. With box seats. <laughs> With their sooty faces. Right. They just sit there with their biter hat on. Their, their, they, all, they don't know lights in the stadium because they're all wearing hats with lights on. I think we took it too far there. Yeah, but you but know what? what? It's, a good, it's a nice visual. Yeah, I, like I, I like where that ended up. That was solid. That was solid. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nude is basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it <laughs> <laughs>